Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, you inky savages. Thanks for joining me for episode number 126 of the Penboy Boy Entertainment Podcast. And what an exciting week it is for fountain pens. No particular reason. It's just exciting because fountain pens exist, and so do weeks. And this week exists. And fountain pens exists. And inks exist. Because fountain pens are really nothing without ink. So... What ink in particular? Well, I'm excited about the Colorverse Kingdom series that's landed and is now available at your favorite retailer. These inks are inspired by the 500-year legacy of the Chosun Dynasty. For a limited time, get the Nebula Note Kingdom series notebook or memo pad with a striking black cover and iridescent foil stamping on the front and back inspired by the Chosun Dynasty. If you know anything about the Chosun Dynasty, it's about Korean history. And Colorverse ink is made in Korea. And they got these cute little bottles and different colors. Good luck trying to pronounce the names of them. I don't read Korean, but they did spell them out phonetically. And I I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to say them. I, I bet you my wife would, because she speaks fluent Korean. I certainly don't. So I'm looking at these colors. There's a gold. There's like a lavender. There's a blue with red sheen. There's a dark green with red sheen. That one really interests me. There's a dark pink. And there's also a dark blue-black. And you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. It's Taepyeon Songdae is the gold. Tangpyeong is the lavender. The blue with red sheen is... Geguk, the green with red sheen is, hold on, I gotta lean in closer. Nala, Nala's Malsami. The dark pink is Kujanggak, and the blue black is Dehan Jiguk. So I was born in America, and my parents didn't really do the best job teaching me to read. Or pronounce or speak Korean. So, listen. If you're Korean, please don't be offended by my my miserable pr- pronunciation of these Korean names. I've actually gotten a lot better in speaking Korean because of my wife, and I speak a lot. But I think the way I speak Korean is similar to the way a child would speak Korean. But that's the best I can do with my dumb brain. But these inks look really nice. I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on some and using them. I've been loving the Office series because it's permanent and permanent is important to me. But these I can definitely use for paperwork that's not as important or using it for journaling and stuff. I think it's definitely gorgeous inks. You should check them out. They're distributed by my friends at Luxury Brands, and they're available at goldspotpens.com through my affiliate link in the description of this podcast. Click on that, and then you support the empire that is the Penboy Roy Entertainment Studios. And make sure to use coupon code ROY at checkout for additional savings on all your purchases on the Goldspot affiliate link. So look at that. That's kind of cool, right? There are some exclusions that apply, unfortunately. I apologize for that. I have no control over that. And don't forget about my good friend Neil over at brlcoffeeco.com. 
Make sure to use coupon code ROY at checkout for discounts on all products on the brlcoffeeco.com website. They got some really good coffee over there. They got some really sarcastic mugs. I really like that. And some pretty crazy looking stickers that I think just invokes laughter. So I'm really proud of my association with this coffee brand because the coffee is fantastic. They got different strengths. They got different brews. I like it. They got sampler packs, which is really cool. So please make sure to check out brlcoffeeco.com. This week's episode of the Entertainment Podcast, we just recorded it. And you might notice that my my brain isn't completely functional because my schedule switched all of a sudden. So where it is that I would usually be at work at 6 p.m. in the evening, I am now at work, up for work at 5 a.m. So it's like I'm jet lagged, but didn't actually travel anywhere. What a ripoff. So right before the podcast, I took like a 20 minute nap and I feel like the nap gave me a concussion because everything was moving too fast for me. And a good time was had though at my expense. And as long as that happens, I don't care. It's all good. So before we get started with this week's episode of the podcast, I want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore contains potty mouth words, both from Tom and I, mostly from me. So be forewarned, you have me warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Pet Boy Roy Entertainment Podcast. I got to tell you, you're getting really good at these, like, sinking pre-show claps that I asked Dramatic. you I mean, Poof. yeah, you're just getting really good. They're getting real percussive and sharp. And I just remember there was a time when we were new at figuring out this whole recording thing. And you would do the clap. And I'm like, dude. Clap. I would do like a little golf clap. I'd be like yeah. this. I'd be, I, I'm like, I didn't know how to say it without being mean. But I kept thinking, man, can he just clap like he's not a three-year-old girl, please? Fuck. <laughs> No, but it always worked out. So, But then I think you've developed, over time, you've developed technique and a method to your sinking clap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I can see the refinement. And with all things, you like to get things perfected yeah, and make sure that it's done really well. So what's on the Lots docket? behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, yeah, I know. So that's everybody listening. That's what's happening in the green room before we record. It was something that... We developed and a method we developed of syncing our audio pre-COVID. So once 2020 hit and the shitstorm that was 2020 hit, this is how we continue to do things. And it actually worked out really well. So that way we can give you the highest possible quality audio, even though Tom and I are not in the same room. We're actually FaceTiming all the time. So that way, when we're talking about pens, I can actually show him what it is that I'm talking about. So we got to figure out a way to record this on a video so I can put it up on YouTube and stuff. You know what I mean? I feel like... Yeah, that would be pretty fun. We got to figure out how to do it, though. We got to You know what I got to do first? I got to do some decorating in the back because, you know, I got a Squishmallow in the back there, you could see. I got Mm -hmm. pillows. I got the dog's crates, you know. I got to have this look real professional-like. You know, lend an air of authenticity and you know legitimacy to the whole. I hear thing. you. I mean, you got the fish tank. The fish tank is like on brand for you. Yeah, you just are you, and, you're a fish keeper. And I have the whole e-bear painting of the fish above the fish tank, and then my Last of Us shrine mm-hmm. next to the fish tank. So it actually it actually looks really nice. If you look at my TikTok videos, 
I think the most recent ones or my Instagram videos as of recent, I've been utilizing that background a lot. And I really like, I really like it. I really like how, I guess, personal it looks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like That's how... what I mean. I think I need to have that for me because this, like having a squish model in the background doesn't really speak to my you know, identity or personality because it's just, it's somebody else's squish model that's in the house. So yeah, I hear you. It, I think you yeah. just shouldn't have a squish model, whatever the fuck a squish model is, <laughs> but whatever, man, each his own fluffy pillows. I'll show you right it, in the camera here. Yeah. This is, this is a giant squish model. It's like this, you see how big it is. Yeah. Like there's, this is actually not the biggest one that we have in the house. Do you so. remember back in the nineties, when it's like this one is small. When WWE, the wrestling company, was called WWF, of course. Yeah, so and they had and these, they had those pillow they had those pillow guys like those dolls that the were wrestlers. Yeah. yeah, what terrible toys those were! Like even if you liked a certain wrestler, why would you want that flattened, cushion version of? Oh, so you could beat on it, so you could like throw it around like you were given a suplex, and you know. Did you have one? I did not have one, but I knew people that had ones, and I thought that they were pretty cool. Oh, okay. I don't know why I don't feel the same way about it. Maybe it's because I never <laughs> had one, and I kind of just convinced myself I don't want one or think it's dorky, so that way I wouldn't feel bad about not having one, maybe. <laughs> I think that might be it. Mayhaps, mayhaps. So I want to talk about this pen here today. So I'm holding up a Pilot Nippon Art Turtle and crane. Very nice pen. I have a lot of things to oh, say. Oh, now it. I remember. I was like, I was like, how did you get that? It's like, yeah, that's right. I did send that to you, didn't I? Yeah. And the reason why, <laughs> the reason why I wanted it, is because I wanted to compare it with the pen that has been about ninety nine percent of my usage, with regard to my note taking, my journaling, my anything, and that is the platinum. Izumo. Mm. And the reason why I wanted to compare them is because the Nippon Art by Pilot is $750 and the Platinum Izumo is $740. And I've been getting into Yurushi lacquer these days and, and stuff like that. There's other differences, obviously. There's Makie on the Pilot Nippon Art and there's no Makie on the Izumo. There's seven layers of Yurushi lacquer on the Azumo, but there's not as many on the Pilot. And I don't know actually how many there are on the Pilot, but I spoke with Jonathan Lane. He was a former employee and former main sales guy for Pilot USA. And he... You would know. He, 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 didn't he hand lacquer some of them himself? No. No? No. <laughs> don't say that. People are going to think that that's true. And... <laughs> I don't think he has the skill set or the years and years of training to do that. <clears throat> but he doesn't know how many layers are on the Nippon art. He doesn't remember. But he remembers that it's not that many because the pen takes a month to make in regard okay. to the Nippon art. Which is shocking because if you look at the art on the Nippon art, yeah, the Makie, it's pretty elaborate. It's not like one of the emperor pens. But it's really cool in that there's a turtle on it. Turtle has some serious 
problems going on with its butt. There's like all these strings coming out of it or something like that. I can't explain it. You have to know what it looks like. But this, it's like the stringy, flowy stuff coming out the back end of the turtle. And it wraps Is around the suggesti- pen. suggesting motion, perhaps? I don't know if that's suggesting motion. Maybe it's suggesting like water movement. I don't know. But it wraps around yeah, it the whole... Be. It wraps around the whole circumference of the barrel, and the cap has a crane staring down Mm -hmm. at the turtle, and it's like, it looks like the crane's about to start some shit, right? It looks like they got beef, and they're gonna they're gonna get into it and stuff. Like they're they're looking at each other, suspect, right? They look at each other. I'm I'm sure I'm sure that there's a whole other layer of symbolism and you know traditional art that completely overlooking at this moment but i'm from, i might be from your point of view this is this is how you're interpreting this art right they're about to start some shit with each other they're and about to start some shit the crane is looking the turtle right in the eyes and is like it's going down right shit's about to start so the platinum izumo on the other hand has seven layers of yurushi lacquer and this pen takes about three to four months to make but no fighting animals on it. But there's no pissed off crane and turtle on it with turtles with serious butt issues. None of that. Mm-hmm. I really do enjoy the Azumo. I have to say I give the nod to the Azumo in this case. And there's a major reason why. You want to know it? Because it's larger? Uh, no. That, that's not just the reason why. Okay? The major reason why is inside the cap of the... Namiki, I keep saying pilot, but it's actually Namiki, the Namiki Nippon art, crane and turtle. Okay. Inside the cap, there is this layer of some sort of soft black material lining the inside of the pilot pen cap. Okay. I'm sorry, Namiki. The problem with that layering, I don't know if you can see very well, but I do you- can't. I just it just looks like a gaping void you're showing yeah. me right now on the inside of that cap well if i could show you if like let's say I, i'm just inserting my pinky into the cap very gently and i pull my pinky out and then there's residue of that internal layering now that layering really? yeah that layering is there to prevent the cap from creating swirls on the barrel when you're capping the pen okay okay but the thing is though that inner layer of whatever this stuff, that soft stuff is, it crumbles off very easily. Hmm. As easily as just, if I just touch it, it almost causes bits and pieces to flake off and then you start to see it chipping away on the inside, exposing the brass underneath it. Interesting. Yeah, so that's a huge problem because eventually what will happen is that inner side of the cap will be more and more exposed the under the underside of the cap will be more and more exposed with the brass the brass will be more and more exposed i'm having trouble talking today and that brass is going to rub against the barrel that has yurushi and it's going to create that scuffing on that section and that portion of the barrel and that's right. a huge a huge problem, I think. I don't know what this material is on the inside. It's it almost feels it feels like what clay feels like if you like rub hardened clay. 
that's how it feels, but okay. it's not that it's not hard. It's obviously soft. If I had to describe it in any other way, I would say it's kind of like huh. I, I don't know how to describe it in any other way. It's just this powdery it looks like they they coated the inside of the cap with some powdery black stuff that's supposed to be softer than the Arushi surface to protect the Arushi surface, but it's soft enough not to scratch the Arushi surface, but soft enough that it can just just come off over time. And I don't think I want that happening to a pen in this price range with a quality like Yurushi and Makie on it. Right. You know? Especially if someone has uh, a propensity to possibly tighten their caps a little bit too much and then <laughs> some of that stuff comes off every time that the cap is tightened. And well, no, removed, because you know? I, I knew you were going to bust my chops about that. And what I did was I actually tested the space between the cap and the barrel when it's closed. And it's enough that you can okay. slide a piece of paper in between it. So even if I were to tighten it more and more, it doesn't bring the barrel surface closer to the, the inside of the cap surface, right? Okay. The only time that it would meet is when it's loose, right? But so when, I guess that kind of is a good thing in considering like the the material that's on the inside there possibly wearing away over time, right? Because well, if there's a gap, cause well, then, so then it won't. There's a, you're just saying like it'll it'll touch uh, it'll touch when you unscrew it is what you're saying. Yeah. So as you unscrew it, there's a high likelihood that the wall of the pen barrel will ever so slightly just rub against the inside of the cap as you're unscrewing it. Or as you're beginning to screw it on, that's that would happen whether or not the black stuff is all gone or if it's all there. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And you can tell because, like, after you unscrew the cap or screw the cap enough times, you can almost see where the cap ends because it leaves almost like a rub mark on the barrel, okay, but doesn't scratch it. But I can see in the future as this pen cap begins to crumble away more and more the inside more and more i can see where it would leave scuffs right so yeah. maybe they should see that's why i can't i can't get i can't own pens like that mm. because i just feel that the finish is just so nice mm -hmm. that i wouldn't want to mess it up by using it now i might be wrong it might be that even if the brass does rub against the urushi urushi being as hard and scratch resistant as jonathan lane says it might not even matter you know what i mean right but still but still even just even just the fact even if it did not do that i just would still feel weird like i might you know ruin something about it. i could just be casually using it and then you know fumble it on the table or desk and then you know the the poor little turtle's butthole like is all messed up now mm -hmm. like and and all of the the fart waves coming from it now just looks like it's you know it's all messed up exactly so, exactly so yeah. you see you see the issue that i'm talking about here you can understand yeah. but it is a beautiful pen i love the cigar shape i think the base metal on this is brass on the cap and i'm not sure what the bottom piece is i think it just might be plastic it might be i don't know so when it comes to the bottom don't quote me on it 
The other thing that sucks about this pen mm-hmm. actually doesn't suck. It's actually less sucky than the Con 40, but the converter included is a Con 70. The Con 70 okay. holds an enormous amount of ink for a converter, but right. the Con 70 also has a notorious reputation for being insanely difficult to thoroughly clean. Okay. Right. However, I did discover a very, very quick and extremely easy way to clean it out so that when you pump the piston button, it doesn't right. somehow produce magic ink out of water. <laughs> and <laughs> I never made a video of it. Maybe I, know I exactly will. exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. For anybody who has a Con 70 converter, you know what I'm talking about because you'll pump the converter in a glass of water or squirt water in with, an, with a blunt point syringe. And no matter what you do, there's just always ink when you put water into the converter. You're like, well, I just fucking cleaned this thing. How come it's just not getting clean? Well, because I'll try to explain it as much as possible. I think I'm going to make a TikTok video soon. I think you should. Or an Insta- Instagram reel or both. Yeah, definitely both because it's just so All easy. Of them. Yeah. Or, or a YouTube short. Yeah. It's all three. It's going to happen. <laughs> all three. It's ha- it's happening. But Tweet basically, but basically, what you do is you take the blunt point syringe, right? And the blunt point syringe that I have is the needle portion is a little bit wider than the standard blunt point syringe that you would get at like Goulet pens. They have the they call it the ink syringe, which is what I think the rest of the world should call it. So what you do is you take, you fill up that ink syringe with water and then you squirt it inside the general area of the Con 70, hitting the walls, hitting the back as best as you can, right? Yeah, you give that Con 70 a thorough enema. Right, that's step one. Step two is you have to realize that little stainless steel rod that travels down the middle of the Con 70 converter. Oh, that rod. Yeah, that rod. It's not solid. It's not solid. It is a very skinny straw. Okay? Is it? Yes. And what happens is when you pump ink into the converter, that little straw will always retain ink. So that's Ah. where all that extra ink that somehow magically appears comes from. You have to clean out that little rod. The way to do it is you take that, that ink syringe, fill it with water, and you point it straight at the tip of the rod facing the opening of the Con 70 converter. And you Mm. blast water into that center rod. And then you'll notice all the ink comes out of there. And once you do that Uh. and you clear it out, all that mysterious ink that keeps showing up will be gone. So that's the easiest way to do it. And I noticed... So, So just to recap, give the Con 70 a thorough enema with the blunt point needle syringe then to that little straw looking thing right in the middle the stainless steel straw the stainless steel straw you then take the blunt point needle syringe load it up with some more water and then basically do like a death star trench run with (laughs) the proton torpedoes right in that very very small little straw inside the converter but remember how (laughs) i said my my so with the standard syringe you can buy at goulet pens it's almost the exact same diameter as the the needle is the exact same diameter 
and width as the little metal straw in the Con 70. So when I had when I was using that syringe, what I did is I just put tip to tip, and I squirted it, and then it would shoot it straight in, into the into the rod. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep this I'm trying to keep a straight face. I can't do it anymore, dude. I am trying to educate people on how to clean what is arguably the most annoying converter on the planet Earth, and you're diluting the message here. So yeah, you go you go tip to tip. <laughs> With, in your in your TikTok, as you're explaining it in the background, you should have it so that like the moment that you start saying, and then you go tip to tip, it should it should then like blur out the screen, <laughs> <laughs> be like censored. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but yeah, so that's how you clean it out. I mean, like I said. The blunt point syringes that I have have a slightly wider needle. So for that needle, for that syringe, it's a lot easier because the needle actually slides over the little metal straw in the Con 70. And it's really easy mm-hmm. that way. You just shh, spray it. it. Yeah. So it's either tip to tip or just slide it right over. Take the yep. Con 70 little pipe inside and just gently slide it into your needle of your blunt point syringe and then then just let her flow yeah yeah and then just yeah definitely there has to be a there has to be a tiktok about this yeah it's really to see this it's really actually easy once you figure it out and then after that you won't have a hesitation to use the con 70 there and your and your con 70 will be squeaky clean yeah it really will be eat off of it you know what's really cool also about the Namiki Con 70 versus the Pilot Con 70? The Namiki okay. Con 70 is black. Like the back cap, the back end of it and the button is black and it looks looks more premium. It's the same shit, but it just looks more premium. So mm-hmm. and you don't ever post the Pilot Nippon art because yeah. That but see, that's gonna... the thing that kills about that kills me about it too. Is you can't post a pen I, automatically. I I'm a little bit leery about it. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't. I like pens that post, and then if you're gonna make a pen that posts, but it's not really supposed to be posted, that that bothers me. I understand. I just can't deal with it. I understand, but at the same time, it's really comfortable unposted. And these days, I've been noticing. I've been taking notes. I'll uncap, write, cap, uncap, write, cap. It takes too much time to post anyway. But right. with pens that are unpostable, what about pens that shouldn't be posted because they're physiologically not meant to be posted? Like, for example, the Edison Collier. Do you not like the Edison Collier? Well, I've I've learned to love my uh, my Narwhal Nautilus in the primary macchiato, mm-hmm. even though that's not a posting pen. It's not meant to be. Um, and uh, I, I could get over it. It's just, it's just when, like what I was saying before about owning a pen of that caliber where it's just like the artwork is so nice, it's but it's delicate and you really shouldn't be posting it. That's like another thing it's like you have to be concerned about. I don't want to be concerned about if I can post it. Oh, well, I, I really shouldn't. It's like if I can post it, I'm, I'm going to post it. Yeah. If it writes well, post it. So going back to the Platinum Izumo, you can't post it. It just physically doesn't allow it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's a big honker of a pen, though. Yeah, it really is. So, yeah. I really, I really sincerely do enjoy the Platinum Izumo. 
it's just so awesome. Definitely shouldn't post it because you can't love the way it writes. You know what I'm using in this pen? I'm using platinum carbon black. I'm using ink cartridges. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it's quick. It's easy. That's a, but that's a that's an excellent waterproof black. It is. Always go to that one for a recommendation. So. Do you recommend that over Noodler's Black? I I, I recommend them kind of synonymously. So mm. if, if you've, you know, uh, you know, I, I would probably say Noodler's for the ones that are more concerned about let's say the fraud resistance and the 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 uv resistance and things like that but uh for for people who are like sketching doing artwork i usually say carbon black is a good one why it's just it just has has a great flow it's it's like it's like rich you know it's they're, they're both very similar to each but like i just usually like carbon black a little bit better hmm. for that purpose so you still haven't explained why I like it better. I know, Does but that, is that what about it? Do you like better? It's 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 rich. It's it dries like quickly. Hmm. It's you know. Is it's it, got like a good? Is it darker? Is it blacker? I wouldn't say. Yes, I think it is a little bit darker. Oh yeah. I just, I'm trying to think black versus black, but mm-hmm. yeah. Is it not fraud resistance? Because you did say something like. You'd go with Noodlers for fraud resistance. I would, yeah, I would recommend that for, I mean, I haven't tested myself, but like it's, you know, Noodlers Black is bulletproof, so it's also uh, resistant against other fraudulent, you know, like bleaching and things like that. So what do you think it is about the Platinum Black that in addition to being so dark, dries so quickly compared to Noodlers Black? Because you're right. I do notice that the Platinum Black drives dries significantly quicker than noodler's black oh also like uh the smell i would say oh no no yeah did you hear my question i'm saying what is it about the platinum black that makes it dry faster than the noodler's black that i don't know i don't know oh i don't know what the what what is in there but i'm just saying like the like noodler's tends to have that very chemically smell and yeah do you like that chemically smell no, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> oh, really? I actually... So here's the thing, though. Noodlers produces stuff that either smells like chemicals or buttholes. I like some of the chemically smells of the Noodlers ink, but it does give me concerns. If I sniff it too much, will I get high? So I don't sniff it that much. I just, mm. uh, I'll open up to make sure it's not smelling like tochis, and it's like, oh, okay, it has that that weird formaldehyde smell, but that's okay. And then move on. But yeah, platinum black doesn't smell like formaldehyde or or butthole, so they got a winner on that on that on that. So the Azumo comes with cartridges filled with the pigment, uh, the uh, carbon black. No, I have them. I have a box of them. Oh, you just have them separately. I have, yeah, I bought a little box. Look, it's like the size of a look, one of these. Oh wow, how yeah. many are in that? So there's, I don't know. It's written in Japanese, so I can't, I can't really read it. But it's like a small box like this. It it has, I think, four in here. Let me see. Let me open it up. Oh. The little it, it has like a much bigger box when you showed me before. It looked looked like a whole entire like you had at least like twenty cartridges or something like. Oh that. no no no! So there's four in each of these little boxes, and inside the okay. so there's 
four in each little box. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten little boxes in this little case. So wow. how many is that? It's a lot of cartridges. Yeah, 40. So that's a lot of cartridges. That's a lot of ink, you know what it I mean? It is. So it's 10 four-packs. It's nice. Very convenient, easy, non-eco-friendly, I guess, right? Eh, well, it depends. Like, if you're refilling them, it's not a big deal. I'm not good. I'm talking about being ultra-lazy. I, <laughs> I got a lot of shit going on, man. A lot of note-taking, a lot you. of writing. I don't really... Because of how every moment I have, I'm either studying or not studying and going to work or eating. You know what I mean? So I don't have time. I don't have a lot of time. And when I do have time, I need to un-the-fuck-wind. I need to relax. I need to do something that is enjoyable. And I hear you. Yeah. So I've, I found that recently, as very recently, I've been enjoying playing the flute Again, it's been a I long that, time yeah. because it, my niece is playing the flute. And in addition to that, I got this wonderful email from Ryan W., the winner of the giveaway I did last week with mm-hmm. Penn Chalet and the Conklin Duragraph Lapis Lazuli in commemoration of So Crates the Fish. By the way, everybody listening, yes. just... Keep your ears open and eyes open for my social media content in the next coming days because we will be doing a giveaway of the Penlux Delgado Beta Edition in conjunction with Gold Spot Pens in commemoration of my once was fish, Socrates the Blue Fish. So I'll be doing that this week at some point in time. Oh, uh, to add to that, I'll throw in from Ink Journal, I'll throw in some samples of uh, the van diemen's because uh, we got that we got several suggestions for that for like the uh the the, the van diemen's inks for the underwater inks yes so i'll Did find you? some cool as there's like parrot fish there's like that that one's got like some shimmer on it and stuff i i have a i have a bunch of them i could send yes so yeah yeah excellent but going <laughs> back to what i was saying yeah so ryan w had sent an email to the penboyroy at gmail.com address so that I could get his pedigree information to have Pen Chalet send him the, whatchamacallit, the winnings, right? And in that, in that email, he actually, so he was hanging out with his daughter and he was at a concert and while waiting for the show, he was checking his YouTube subscription and there was a new video from me, and that's how he found out he won the Conklin pen. It was a good evening. Mm-hmm. So the giveaway was please comment on a pet that you had that no longer have. And he was talking about his dog Brutus when he was young. And he was a good dog, always gentle with him and his brothers, even though him and his brothers played rough. Sounds like a good dog. Yeah. So Ryan W., I don't know if you remember, Tom, but he actually asked a flute question on the show. Uh, yes, I do. To the email, and then we answered it on the show, right? And then, and then the stipulation was if we answered it on the show that he would get the Penboy Roy shirts. Oh, that, is that what ha- I remember? Yes. So anyway. He said, if you, if you answer, if you help me out, answer my question, it was a flute-related question. Yeah. I will get... 
the the Penboy Roy shirts. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I don't remember what the question was. I, I don't. But he sent me a picture of himself and his daughter sitting next to each other wearing the Penboy Roy Fountain Pen Review Channel t-shirts. And his beautiful daughter is holding a flute. The flute looks to me, I can't really make it out from the picture, but just looking at it, it looks like a Gemeinhardt. And it looks like an open hold with plugs in the keys and stuff. So mm-hmm. she's taking the flute thing seriously, you know, because cool. the Gemeinhardt, if that is, if I am correct, if it's a Gemeinhardt and it has open holes, then it's not, it's not a cheap instrument. It's not like the $400 Yamahas that you get or the Selmers that you get at rental places. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I like seeing that. Ryan, if you're listening, just... This will keep me up until 3 in the morning every morning for the rest of the week. Please tell me if I'm right. Is it a Gemein Heart? Anyway. <laughs> so I need to know, otherwise I shall not sleep. <laughs> right, right. So that that email meant so much to me. Being able to for him to share that with me, it meant a lot. So it made my day. Thank you. And it inspired me to rock out the my 14-karat gold Hanes. And and I, I got to tell you, that day was a good day because I played for a little while. My chops were rusty, but it brought me so much zen and focus and cent- I felt so centered after that. And I'm like, you know what? I really need to play more often. And what's crazy is I posted that on TikTok and forgot about Instagram. And I was like, you know okay. what? I said to myself, why am I going to – I'm not going to even bother. I forgot. It is what it is. No one's going to watch it. Right. I, I did it just for fun. I posted on Instagram, and then by the end of the night, it had like 12,000 views. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, holy bejesus. And what I love is I want to read a comment that someone left on that video. Okay? Okay. So this guy named Crumb. It's like underscore, 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 crumb, underscore, underscore, underscore. And I really appreciate this guy, right? Because it's guys like this or girls, whatever crumb gender is. He writes, that fish tank angers me. The colored gravel and fake plants are just no, especially when owning a nice centerpiece fish like a betta. So my response to that and I was open I'm open to those kinds of comments. I do not get butt hurt over them because it was comments like this that motivated me in whole to research fish keeping and it's how mm-hmm. I became so in love with fish keeping, right? So I wrote back at Crumb. I'm like all the plants are real. Helps keep the nitrates down. They are Anubias, Java ferns and floating Amazon frogbit. I also said, I fixed the java ferns and anubias to rocks so not to suffocate the rhizomes. I use super glue gel. <laughs> and then I also wrote, and I appreciate that it angered you because it means you too. Uh, no, I, I can't. My, what's wrong with my English here? I said, and I appreciate that it angered you because it means you are too an animal lover. I meant an animal lover, not and animal lover. I, I get it. Yeah. Yes. But you don't need to be angered. He wrote back, 
I feel like an a-hole now. Your humbleness has made me smile. But yes, if that scape is what makes you happy, keep doing it. Nothing's a hobby if you don't enjoy it. So I wrote back to him, never, don't feel like an a-hole. Without people like you, fish would live unnecessarily shorter lives. When I first started, I thought bowls were normal until someone posted a statement like yours. I had no idea it was cruel. It prompted me to research and learn and become obsessed with fish keeping. Now I'm an expert, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Crumb is a fountain pen user, but Crumb, if you're listening, it's comments like that that improve things that I do. So don't be feeling like an a-hole. Criticism is the catalyst to improvement, especially in my case when it came to fish keeping. Man, go all the way back to July, mid-July of 2021 when I first got Socrates. He was in a little bowl that had 16 ounces of water. If not for the onslaught of comments like crumbs, (laughs) I would have had no idea. I wouldn't have known or thought anything was wrong with it. But people made comments like this, and I'm like, huh, let me take a look at that. And then I researched all this shit, and I'm like, holy fucking shit. You know what that's like? That's like living, that's like, that's like living in a car, right? And not being able to leave the car to go to the bathroom. That's how bad it is for a fish, right? You're going to fill your car with shit and piss. And once a week, you get to open the window and throw some out. That's what living in a bowl is for a fish. And I didn't know that. And I was so ignorant Mm -hmm. to it. And I'm so glad that people made comments. And, you know, I was able to propel myself into a, what's the word? Omnipotent state of fish keeping. Well, that that seems to be a little strong. I would say a more more enlightened, a more enlightened state of fish keeping. I'm omnipotent. I'm nothing if not humble. But yes, an omnipotent (laughs) state of fish keeping. I had a I had a comment that I'd like to share. Um, Let's hear it on a on a recent on a recent uh, Gold Spot Pens video. I think that uh, listeners of this podcast would appreciate it. Okay. Um, so on on Friday was National Ballpoint Pen Day. I know this is a fountain pen podcast, but hey, eventually we do talk about ballpoint pens. Dude, 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 hold on. Let me just say this one thing real quick. I I want you to okay. say what you're going to say because whatever you have to say, I sincerely respect it. But we can talk about fish on this Pentertainment Fountain Pen Podcast. We can talk about dieting on this (laughs) Pentertainment Fountain Pen Podcast. We can talk about so many things unrelated. Why the fuck do you have to just blow it out of the water and go and talk about ballpoint pens? This is so very far beyond (laughs) the purview of this podcast. (laughs) But let's let's. I just want to talk about a comment regarding a video. So there was a video on. The 10 most unusual ballpoint pens. Um, Hold on. Can I go to through. it? Or do you want me to yeah. just, let me just go to. Uh, I mean, you can if you want to, but I'll just describe the comments. So okay. we get in some comments and, and basically it is tailored to people who, you know, are fountain pen enthusiasts because it's like, you know, I get it. As a fountain pen enthusiast myself, ballpoint pens can be, you know, rather pedestrian and not exciting mm-hmm. and seem like. If you've written with one, you've written with all of them, as I say in the video. Mm-hmm. So, but I went through about a thousand ballpoint pens that were on the Gold Spot website, and I picked out the ten most unusual ones and did a video with them. Mm-hmm. So, one of them was the Pilot 
uh, bottle to pen. It's a recycled pen. I thought it was pretty cool because it looks like a a, a, a water bottle, a disposable water bottle. But hmm. here, Pilot recycles eighty something percent of the pen and makes a pen at you know makes the bottle into a pen. Mm-hmm. So, but the thing is, it, it it it's a it's technically it's a ballpoint pen because it's got a ballpoint. It's you know, but it uses a G two type refill, which is technically gel. Okay, okay, I get it. But it's retractable, doesn't have a cap, but it, you know, it's, it, I consider it a ballpoint pen. But, so there's a commenter that writes, the pilot bottle to pen is a gel pen in this video. Who the hell approved this pen to be in a ballpoint pens compilation <laughs> with a, with a, a, he, a hand smacking the face emoji? Hold on, let so, me find that. Is he serious so, or is he, is he fucking around? That's gotta be a fucking I don't around. know. But but so so then so then Goldspot Pens comments back and says Tom did please reach out to Goldspot Pens and ask for his immediate <laughs> job termination. <laughs> Whoever posted that response forgot to add hashtag fire Tom. <laughs> can you can you add that in? It's it's nothing. Oh yeah, I that. could add that in. Yeah, sure. How could you forget that? Was that you who responded or was that Sal? <laughs> Oh no, that's me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you got to add the hashtag. Hey, I could use a vacation. I want a. I want a long vacation this summer. <laughs> yeah, I like this comment over here two days ago by Ken on that same video. It says, "Yeah, very fidget worthy. Sounded like you were describing Penboy. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> it's much mm-hmm. easier to carry around a ballpoint pen than it is a fountain pen. So one might as well carry an interesting versus boring ballpoint pen. Fair point." After all, life is too short to write with a boring pen. That is, that's a fair point. I can't say mm-hmm. that's wrong. I am interested in the bi- pilot B2P, ballpoint to pen. Okay. It's not a ballpoint. It's or a bottle to pen. Right. Bottle to pen. What did I say? I said ball. I think you said ballpoint to pen. Did I? I'm, I'm retarded. I'm so stupid did. today. Or I'm, balls, balls to pen. Yeah, I balls. I think I, like I, I meant, I meant balls <laughs> to pen. Right? Because that's normal. So, yes. what was I saying? Oh, yeah. That If I had to buy a, pe- a ballpoint pen or a rollerball pen that's not a retro pen, I think the, it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like a standard store-bought cheapy pen. I think the Pilot mm-hmm. B2P would be it. Because it serves yeah, more it's like than... like $2 and change. And the refill itself costs like half as much as that. Like it's a dollar something. You buy you buy a two-pack for like two and change for those G2 refills. What does so. the actual pen itself cost? A couple of dollars, you said? Or is it a pack The of actual pens? pen is like two and change. Like the pen with the refill inside is like two and change. But the refills themselves cost like... It's like two $2 or something for a two-pack of them. So it's like it's like ha- it's like it's like double the cost of one of the refills. It's uh, that inexpensive. That's so. that's cool. So what I like about it, even though it's not a fountain pen, is that it serves a function. Uh, what do you call it? An eco- ecological e- ecological ecological yeah. function. So yeah. if I have to buy a ballpoint pen or a rollerball pen that's not like a cool design by Chris or yourself. Or several of the many talented designers, I would get this if I had to buy a cheapy pen. You know what I mean? I like it. I yeah. like it for that reason. Yeah, we could do too. Is I mean, you could. It's, it's it's a pilot product, so it's made as well as the Namiki that you have there. So you could just get it sent away to a Makie artisan, get it put like with rotten and 
Urushi and <laughs> you could put like Makie and gold dust all over it. Did you really just you compare to. a recycled bottle ballpoint <laughs> pen to a fucking Nippon art Makie <laughs> pen? <laughs> like the yeah, the sure why not? <laughs> the Makie pen is seven hundred and forty eight dollars more than the B two P. You know what though? I think I'm gonna pull the trigger on the B two P just for shits and giggles. And let me look it up. Hold on. Let's see how much it is. Because gold spot doesn't we're spending, sell them. We're spending way too much. We're spending way too much time talking about ballpoint pens now. Now, now I'm 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 leading you down a dark path now, Roy. No, because it's not like you're convincing me to love ballpoint pens. So do you? I guess gold spot doesn't have, do. Does does gold spot have those? Well, that's where I found it. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> it, ju- it just seems like a product that you wouldn't carry at Gold Spot, or Gold Spot wouldn't carry. Well, see, there, there opens the conversation, right? Because there's some things that you're like, oh, well, like Gold Spot actually has that beyond, you know, your your usual top items we usually mention all the time. This is this is the conversation starter right now. Hmm. This is what we do. So. Yeah, but this is like G2s, there's Pilot Precise, the well, we, Pilot We don't need to Grips. talk about those. Are those made of recycled there's water bottles? There's a lot of other. No, no, no. no. Are those made of? a lot of other Pilot pens. Unless those are made of recycled bottles, I don't want to hear about it. All right? Yeah. I mean, really. There's a, there's one, I'm trying to think, there was like an Eco Precise or something that's also made like out of a lot of recycled materials too. But mm. yeah, but the bottle to pen is pretty cool because it actually takes on the shape of that which it is recycled from that's good so it, it reminds you you know it could, reminds you that hey you know that 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 discarded water bottle that i threw in the recycling bin is now my pen yeah so it's kind of cool you know what though i'll tell you what they also have green ones purple ones orange ones yellow ones blue ones did you know that the b2ps i we i think gold spot only has like three different colors of it i don't think that there's the other ones but mm. i think there's like black blue and purple but yeah i i did not know that there was other colors available mm. so and you said they're like two bucks a piece right so you could mm-hmm. you could save yourself an additional 20 cents at checkout if you use coupon code roy all my fantastic listeners <laughs> out there <laughs> hey man every cent counts uh, fuck yeah it's got this do this inflation crap going on it's like you know and i'd crazy I'd, stuff. I'd much so I would far rather see a water bottle reconstituted into even a ballpoint pen than I would see a water bottle end up in the ocean and strangle a turtle, right? Because you watch right. these videos on TikTok and Instagram and you see turtles get caught in these six-pack can things, right? Like how the fuck and does it get out? And just – Cranes just decide to throw hands with them too. You see those videos? <laughs> the turtle. <laughs> but how the fuck do these six pack rings get into the ocean if not people putting them in there? You know what I mean? Like somebody mm. is drinking a six pack of beers and they throw it over the edge of the boat. That doesn't make sense to me because it's easier to not do something, it's easier to not throw it over the boat than it is to throw it over the boat, right? Because to not throw it over the boat, you have to just do nothing. That's it. Don't do anything. That's easy. Like, watch me do nothing right now. This is so easy. 
But to throw something <laughs> over the boat, I now have to do something and throw it over the boat. So it's easier right. to not do something. Why the fuck do it? Especially if it's going to strangle a turtle, right? I can't stand those things. Or straws, too. Did you see that video with the turtle? And there, no. the str- there's a straw stuck in its nose, deep in its nose. And oh, then, no. yeah, man. And then these marine life people, I don't know if they're marine life people, they're, they're people, they're using pliers and pulling it out. And you can see that this poor turtle is in an extraordinary amount of pain, right? And that turtle was minding his own business. He wasn't going around robbing other turtles. He wasn't going around sniffing coke with straws. He didn't bring it upon himself. He's just swimming along being a turtle. And then one day something gets caught in his nose and keeps going further back into his nose. You know what that must feel like? Just take, just take the longest object you can find right now and jam it up your nose. Just jam and, it right up right, your nose. Right, until it disappears. That would suck because you're doing that to yourself and that makes you a freak. What would suck more is if you're just minding your own business and someone else came up to you and then jammed a long straw into your nose until it reaches the midsection of your stomach, right? Like that has nothing to do with anything. I suspect it's the cranes. It's those those damn cranes. It's got to be. You know, profiling turtles, jamming straws in their noses, wrapping them up, trying to strangle them with six-pack you know holders it's yeah those those cranes man very good and and we have discovered (laughs) the meaning of the nippon art crane and turtle fountain pen this fountain pen the forever locked in struggle the crane and turtle (laughs) that's right so the crane and turtle by nippon by uh, let me start that over the crane and turtle by namiki the nippon art fountain pen depicts a crane about to strangle a turtle with a six-pack plastic ring (laughs) and shove a straw through its nose. So this pen is a commentary on why you should not drink a six-pack of beers and then throw the ring into the ocean or drink out of a straw and throw that straw into the ocean. That's what this pen is trying to tell the world. Be not like the crane. Right. And then don't Mm -hmm. cause a situation where a crane does this to a turtle and marine life people, possible people who are marine life people, find a turtle and have to use pliers to pull a straw out of its nose. Okay? Mm. I wonder, like, like, you know, did you ever get a booger pulled out of your nose and it feels like it's sucking out part of your eye? That turtle must have had, like, that times a billion. Right? That that is really probably like after major head cold, possibly, yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like you would just like blow your nose and just it looks like part of your cere- cerebrum or cerebellum or whatever. Your 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 cortex just came out. It looks all nasty and everything. Yeah, sure. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. So that's what the turtle must have felt times a billion. But anyway, going back to my point. As much as I don't appreciate ballpoint pens and as much as I don't appreciate rollerball pens outside of the occasional Retro 51, I do appreciate the Pilot B2P because of what it does with water bottles, right? That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I like it. Having said that, I'm probably... There is a 10% chance that I might buy the pens just for that reason. 
and there's a hundred percent chance that after I buy them, I won't use them. Mm, then right. you don't, that, then that would be a waste, and that would be completely counterproductive to the whole recycling aspect. Of no, it. my wife will use them. She'll use them because they have pink ones, and she likes pink. Having said that, so though, uh, so your your hobby right now, besides of course fish keeping and fountain pens, you've you've now picked up the flute again to to be able to unwind and center yourself in yes. between study sessions. Yes, because the flute that I have is a very beautiful handmade. William S. Haynes 14 karat rose gold flute with sterling silver mechanism. It's my, it is and always has been my prized possession. Above above all okay. else, it has always been my prized possession, because I think, any pen does not match it. It's just that's that's the prized possession. No, this is my prized possession. Nothing. Cats, cats don't count as possessions. No, no. those those are family members. You can't compare. Okay, so I'll, this, that's family. Right. Okay. I would throw everything that I own that's not like. That like that's a physical thing, like pens and my flute and everything that I own, I would throw them all out the window right now if it meant my 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 cats could live an extra year. You know what I mean? Mm. And I certainly would do it if it meant it would guarantee that my wife would outlive me. You know what I mean? But that's... what about what about the Last of Us Part Two, Ellie's uh, statue, or the game itself? Both of them. Well, listen, The Last of Us Part Two <laughs> is a game that I played so many times, I don't even think I can revisit it. So that will go out the window. You and probably have dreams like playing the game. Dude, I don't have dreams playing the game. I have dreams being in the game. That's how much I played that yeah. fucking thing. And those Ellie statues, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but I sent you one and you sent it right back. I told you to keep it. And you sent it right back to me. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Jesus, what a dick. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't do that with the iPhone case that I sent you last week. I got, I got it, uh, I got it hooked up right here. But I think that's perfect for you. I think it's perfect for you. I, I was like, I was so surprised. I was like, wait a second. Like, I open up the package. I'm like, it's got my name on it, and I like look at. It, I'm like, like I didn't order this, but it, it just fits me so well. It's like, who did this? I, I start asking around in the office. I'm like, somebody get this for me, and then. And then you end up reaching out to me, and I was like, "Oh, it's you." I just was like, "Was like, I, I didn't realize." And then I recall we had a conversation, maybe like a week or so earlier, and you were like, "Oh, which which phone do you have?" Like the, and I, I told you I had the uh, the XR, and I was like, "Oh, that's why." You asked. <laughs> that's why I asked, "Do you plan on getting a new phone anytime soon?" Too right, you know. I'm surprised that that's just because you ask the most random ass questions. I don't even question the reason why you're asking it. <laughs> it's just gotten to the point where it's just you just answer it and move on. You don't question it. You just leave it alone. Because I, I understand though, because if you question why I'm asking something, that's going to compel me to answer it, and you don't want me to do that, right? <laughs> I just I just know that I just know that just sometimes you just need to have an answer about something, and I'm just like. I, whatever. I, I don't know what this is for, but just here you go. <laughs> it's all for a purpose. It's all not. For, it's not for not. It's definitely for reasons, and it's part of my goal to take over the world. It's part of my master plan. Where did I get that from? Take over. Take over the world. Oh, Pinky in the Brain. Do you remember Pinky in the Brain? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. I was actually going to say that if you didn't say it. Soon really? Enough. I was walking in. I was at work the other day and. One one of the guys that I work with had a, the television on, 
And it was just the most vile, bloody, gratuitously violent cartoon I ever seen. And I'm like, what the fuck are you watching, you sick fuck? And he's like, Rick and Morty. I was like, oh, oh, I love Rick and Morty. (laughs) (laughs) I actually got into it because of you. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, listen, it's getting kind of late. And before we sign off, I want to acknowledge all the ink suggestions that you awesome people sent in in regard to the giveaway. So, once again, I just want to say... A heartfelt thank you and congratulations to Ryan W. With regard to winning the, the whatchamacallit, the Penn Chalet exclusive Conklin Duragraph Lapis Lazuli yeah. and Bottle of Ink. I like, I really like Sarah Beth over at Penn Chalet. I really do. Because she's a cool, she's a cool person. Very cool. Communicates really well. And there was a lot, I'm talking a lot of submissions on that giveaway. Like Instagram had a whole shitload. TikTok had a lot. YouTube had a lot. I mean, it was a lot. And I'm thinking to myself, I am way too incapable of picking. I don't know how (laughs) to pick. I don't know how to put them all together and then how to pick out of them, right? Yeah. So I said, Sarah Beth, I'm, I we're, we got to pick a winner. And what that means is you got to pick a winner because I don't want to do it. Because don't make me do it. Right. Because then I'm going to make some really ridiculous, you know, criteria to pick a winner. Right. So she used a random number ge- number generator and she right. came up with, I don't know how the random number generator works. Do you? Yeah, you just you set a range. So let's say if there's like 300 entries, you go to you go to randomnumbergenerator.org or you could even go to Google and say random number generator and then put in the 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 largest number that you have. So like whatever the number of entries that you have, put it in there and then you hit generate and then it'll give you the number. And see the thing is since you have like different venues that you collected all these entries on uh-huh. you have to have it somehow like listed so that you could like put them on less than excel spreadsheet or just say like okay like number one through 20 are all 20 instagram comments number 21 through 52 is the tiktok comments and, right and so on and so forth and then you would then say oh it's number 32 so it's a tiktok comment it's this one you know so you'd be able to pick it from the, the, the number of comments, but you would have to do it in a way that is truly random. Right. So that's that's what she did, consolidating all three platforms that I put it up on, and it ended up mm-hmm. landing on Ryan W's on YouTube. And I want to say to everybody cool. listening, thank you very much for participating. Please do also participate in a chance to win the, beta Delgado, the Delgado Beta by Penlux this week. I'm going to post that also. And I also want to thank Goldspot for throwing in and sponsoring this this upcoming upcoming giveaway in commemoration of Socrates the Fish. Dude, I'm talking like I got hit in the head today because before we started recording, like, you know, my schedule switched like a complete, I'm like jet lagged and I didn't go anywhere. What a ripoff. 
I knocked out for like 30 <laughs> minutes before. And then when I got up, it's like I was hungover. But you know, I don't drink. I was like so like mm-hmm. woozy and confused and stuff. It was weird. I yeah, had... and it's also it's also later to have a nap. It's like it's like it's almost like time. That's bedtime. You know? Almost <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So I'm like I'm like all out of it today. So yeah, yeah, today was the first day that I had to wake up at 5 a.m. as opposed to normal. I usually get to work at 6 p.m. You know. Yeah. So it's like I'm all like dazed and confused. It's like somebody hit me over the head with a couple of phone books over and over and over, and I didn't realize it. And phone books don't even exist anymore. Basically, there was this there was this myth when I was in. What was school. the last time you saw a phone book? I don't know, but I remember there was this myth, and I don't know why I believed it when I was young. It was like I think I was in middle school, grammar school around that area. They said that. If you slam someone over the head with a phone book, it won't leave any evidence of trauma. But the person, you can knock the person out. <laughs> and then I remember thinking, well, that's good. And I remember I thought it would be funny to take a phone book and slam my buddy over the head with it. And let me tell you, that myth is not true. Not true. <laughs> so don't slam people over the head with phone books, please. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Learn from my mistakes. We stayed friends. I That's think good. I think he took responsibility. He's the one who told me. So, you know. Is is like is are you know, is the person that you hit with the phone book okay? Like, you know. Yeah, he's fine. Like meant any brain damage or anything like that? No, no, no. He's no. he's he's fine, I think. <laughs> okay. I think. Speech is a little slurred all the time, but hey, you know what? Who's not, right? <laughs> <laughs> before we sign off anything else do you want to talk about no i think we're we're good for this week i i'm 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 happy to just have a discussion directly with you and we've had a couple of people uh interviewed on the podcast recently and then we're gonna have kirk spear yeah oh did i did i is it too early to mention no it we could mention it give I some tease give, it now give people something to look forward to next week we are scheduled to have Kirk Spear on the show. I'm really excited about that. I don't know if you guys know who Kirk Spear is, but Kirk Spear is the head honcho over at Penrealm. And he has recently done some collaborative work with Esterbrook Pens. He has ground a whole shitload of needle points. And you can actually purchase needle point nib units. I'm sorry, not nib units. You can purchase the... Well, actually, yeah, you can purchase the nib units alone. For a lot of money on Esterbrook.com, Esterbrookpens.com, it's like ninety bucks for the nib unit, but it's only like really? a yeah, wow. it's only like a fifty dollar upcharge if you buy it with a pen. And I have two of them. I have them attached to these two Sparkle SD oversized Esterbrook SDs, mm-hmm. the red Sparkle and the blue Sparkle. So the red one. I had the blue one I actually got from Vanessa because I wanted the blue one because of Socrates. And so she sent me this one. So it's mine now. And I really do enjoy the needle points. They're very, very fine. They're extremely fine. And as advertised. Yeah. It's extremely fine. The thing is. What you have to know about these needlepoint nibs is they require zero pressure, and they are so fine. Any pressure at all 
will make it feel like it's scratchy. It's not a misaligned nib, and it's not a scratchy mm-hmm. nib. It's just extremely fine. So it's just very light touch when you write with it, and it's it's a wonderful nib. I love it. Yeah. It's kind of- it's got a good enough flow that if you do have a very feather light touch with it, it's not gonna like skip or be very stingy on the nope. ink. Like it'll nope. actually have a decent flow, so that you could just barely just you know pet the paper. Just, right. Just pet it. You know, just a little pet. Yeah. You'll, you'll get the ink. It's it's wet. It says wet as something that fine can possibly be. So. Yeah. It's really well done. So I'm looking forward to that. But I don't know if you notice this about the pattern of the Pentertainment podcast. We'll go for like long periods of time with no guest. And then we'll go for like a period of time with nothing but guests. And then go back to, I think I think it was last year we were doing an episode. We had like 12 guests on in a row. And then, then finally, that was the last guest I think we had for the year. And you're like, oh my God, it's so good to be able to just do a podcast. And right yeah. yeah, I mean, though yeah, it is, I mean, it's, I can... it's good to like mix it up. Though. Yeah, I like I like having both formats available because like I think a lot of people enjoy hearing other people in the pen community mm-hmm. and and the direct no holds barred question asking that goes on well, and the pe- amount you know, of information. You're you're not the first one to say that. Why do you say that? My questions are no holds barred. I'm very. I feel like no, because we don't. Uh, both of us don't pull punches. Like we we go we go right out out for it. Like if something sounds interesting or just warrants more information, like we'll go for it. We don't. We're not shy about it. I don't. So. I don't feel like I'm like throwing punches. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So yeah. like if like for example, if you said something to me, and you said, "Oh yeah," so. In the news, somebody used a bottle of Noodler's Black and then they died. I'd be like, wait a minute, what? What are you talking about? And then you're like, yeah, I, I heard that. I'm like, then I'll be like, well, where did you hear that fucking news? I didn't hear about that news. Tell me where you heard it. Show me where you heard it because I'd, I'd never heard that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's pulling punches. It's right. just... Well, no, no, no. I think I mean it less I mean, throwing in ad- punches. less in an adversarial sort of way. It's not meant to be like confrontational. Yeah, whatever, but I'm not like, confrontational. We don't guests. You know, we're we're not we're not the type that will hold things back or hold a line of questioning back just out of pure politeness or you know, like we'll we'll get into it and want to discuss things and get on get deeper on things. I think than the surface level. I think right? that, yeah, that's fair. I don't want to just be yeah. surfacey. This yeah. is the extent of my vocabulary. Surfacey. You know, I like to yes. I like to go tip to tip and I like to <laughs> <laughs> I like to just squirt the enema straight into the con seventy and I don't hold back. If I if I have to I'll go tip to tip. You know what I mean? <laughs> Alrighty, listen. Oh my god. On that note, everybody who's writing in I do appreciate everybody writing in with the ink suggestions. I had I had Joseph Brown with the Commonwealth Pen Show Blue Lobsters and Whales. I think this is by I'm 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 thinking this is Noodlers. Yeah, Noodlers Blue Lobsters yes. and Whales. That was a good suggestion. I I also liked the idea from Helen the Van Demons. The underwater theme, which is, I think, why... Yeah, it seemed like a few people recommended that. So yeah. So I just figured... 
I got I got a few of those samples. I could I could kick in those for the giveaway. Yeah, so, so that's that's cool. I really appreciate that, Tom. And I think I appreciate Frederick his de- the idea. Listen, he said, "Why not do a giveaway with a bottle of Socrates ink combined with a D. Charles leather field notes cover or similar and a notebook?" as that would tie in completely with the fish log that recorded his entire life and would still have the chance with the name connection through the ink and not have to worry that it's purple, which is a good idea. So that's a that's a great idea. I didn't even think of that. I, me, I just, I'm, I'm kind of a simpleton. So I'm like, so great, just blue. We're going to do everything blue, <laughs> you know? So hold on a second. Thanks for everything, PBR. I have been listening since before the podcast, back when it was me and a friend enjoying your changing of Mozart's Mozart to suit your pen review on YouTube. <laughs> As for Tom, well, we know he's a first-class slacker with all kinds of excuses. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, so many excuses. Yeah. There was another one from Jamie. How about something from Van Diemen's Underwater series? Uh, again. But then he also mentioned something else, and I never heard of this. Or Enderilium. Enderilium? Flying Squid Blue? Mm -hmm. And there's a question mark at the end of that, so that's why I made it sound like a question. That's a lie. Right. I was trying to read it, and I was very confused with how I sounded, (laughs) and that's why it made it sound like a question. Chad also... Birmingham Angelfish looks great on paper. Blue, red sheen. He's got a fine nib, Platinum President, inked with it. Love the Platinum President nib. And it would write well in the Azumo. Same nib as the President. That is true. And I clicked on the link, and it takes us to BirminghamPens.com. And I'm looking at this bottle. It is, yeah, it's a very, it's almost like a nitrogen. What was that company? Right, Organic Studio. Organic Studio's nitrogen, it almost looks like. But my fear is about those sheening inks. Nitrogen is m- nitrogen is so hard to clean out of a pen. Mm-hmm. It's like you need an ultrasonic cleaner filled with Clorox. So and it never dries either. Yeah, it's like the s- super sheeny stuff. Yeah, they're they're gonna find paper with nitrogen, Organic Studio's nitrogen written on it. 600 years from now and the moment they pick it up it's going to smear and they're going to be like what the fuck is this so and then becky also recommended the van demons underwater royal starfish another great suggestion and then naya thank you for your condolences i really appreciate it you know i didn't think anybody would take the loss of my fish seriously because a lot of people are like it's just a fish the fish meant a lot to me but so, fish are great companions, he says. Tom was wrong when he said fish don't live that long. He, my pet Yo-Yo Loach, Svetlana, great name, was about to turn 20 when she passed. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, anyway, since you mentioned Penn Chalet in the last video, I know they carry Van Diemen inks. So, it seems like Van Diemen is the winner here, right? There is one indigo ink. So. There's one indigo ink called Ghost Chip. The link is in below is below hope it helps i mean they also have king fisher has fish in the name but that might be a mm-hmm. bit far-fetched i mean maybe not who knows so was that the last one with the ink suggestions i think so yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. So, and just to answer Chad, his email with regard to the coupon code, listen, the coupon code works on a lot of stuff, but sometimes I want to say you do want to buy some stuff, some of the popular stuff that is really well marketed out there. It does not apply. Like, for example, Esterbrook, you know, so it won't apply to stuff like that. So I'm sorry if the coupon code doesn't work. That's not my choice, and it's not Goldspot's choice or Penn Shelley's choice or anybody's choice. It's literally they're just not allowed to as per their pricing rules with the distributor and stuff like that. So I hope you you make one exception for for one person, and then that coupon code, you know, say it goes out to – like five people and then those people share it and that's like then uh you know the pen chalet or gold spot gets an angry phone call from estabrook yeah uh all the other sailor and all the other companies that have these very like restrictive you know they're they're just not necessarily they're not bad policies it's just that they have you know that they want to maintain the 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 uh the presence of the brand or, or at least that the the integrity let's say because because if it were up to i think if it were up to the market of course people want to get things at a cheaper price and if it's even like 10 cents cheaper one place than the other then people are going to go to it mm-hmm. and then what happens is that you have a war where one retailer is selling it for a dollar less the other ta- the other retailer is selling it for five cents less then it just goes back and forth and then eventually pens are being sold at, at cost or below cost because they can you know if they if they're allowed to it's just that it yeah. just ends up happening that so. that is actually the de- that defines the fall of delta and why delta failed because yeah because like then delta them- were selling it for all crazy prices right yeah. and then delta themselves were undercutting the retailers and it got to the point where the value of delta was seen at such a low price that you know it kind of just mm-hmm. destroyed the company. I mean, there's more history to it than that, but Delta's on its way back too, and I think they're going to do it right this time. So I'm looking forward to that. But listen, it's getting late. I, so. I do want to say, everybody, once again, thank you for the emails. Thank you for participating in the giveaway. Pay attention because there's going to be another one. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay care.